In no place is the breach of civil rights more evident than the penal system. Rehabilitation, please. The nature of the system instills the convict mentality to the point where prison becomes the only venue where the convict can function. A little bleeding heart. She is wise beyond her years. She better be. All the money I'm spending over at Liberal University in sunny Harlem. Oh, those liberal anniversaries, those liberal universities, they brainwash your kids and they spit them out into the world, bleeding hearts. Welcome, my friends, to Cut to Black, a Soprano sit-down. I'm Jim Scampoli, and I've seen every episode of The Sopranos. I'm Jacob Burrows, and I've seen 60 episodes of The Sopranos. Yes, much like you, I'm also reaching an important milestone with you here today. We're about to discuss, uh, let's see, episode 8 of season 5, Marco Polo. But who put this thing together, Jim? This episode is written by Michael Imperioli. Yes, Christopher Moltisanti himself. I do believe this is the last episode of The Sopranos that he was involved in for writing. Uh, it was directed by John Patterson, who is a Sopranos mainstay, a uh, name you've heard before, and I believe a name you will hear again. Hmm. Very good. And uh, as it is often the case with The Sopranos, we have an episode that mainly revolves around uh, something that wouldn't necessarily be expected for a mob show. It's all about a birthday party. Mm-hmm. And yes, that would be in a mob movie if it's like the big boss's birthday or his daughter's birthday. But no, it's his ex-father-in-law's birthday. And it's very important, but not in a mob sense, just in a sort of family sense. Yes, and I, I will say that uh, I feel like this episode does a great job of, like, you kind of feel like you're just hanging out in the Sopranos' backyard, like, at a yeah. party. And it also, like, I feel like it really makes sense, like, as we see what happens with Tony and Carmilla, there's this, you know, you know this, this family feeling, oh, the good times, and it's like, oh, why can't we just go back to times like this? You know, yeah, it's stressful getting everything ready, getting the food, making sure everyone arrives in time, all the guests are taken care of, but it's a fun togetherness, uh, you know, just a, just a nice, nice slice of life in the Soprano family. Lowercase, was this the lowercase F or uppercase F when you're talking about this family or that family? Mm, an, an interesting question. Excuse me, an interesting question. And then, of course, we do end it up with some violent murders yeah. uh, there just at the end. So uh, let's get right into the episode. We do start out with Little Carmine uh, recruiting, basically. Uh, he's bought a big house up here, uh, showing off his money and uh, showing off his paintings and, and whatnots and uh, giving away washing machines, the bastard. Can you believe that? Yeah, giving away some whirlpools. It is such a, like... Uh, from a mob standpoint, it really is kind of, I can understand, like if you're the, this big mafioso fan and you're tuning in cause you want to see the wax and you want to see the, you know, the inner mechanics of the mafia, it's kind of the Soprano season five is very frustrating because technically there is this war going on in New York. And when this episode starts, I'm like, oh yeah. Johnny Sack and Carmine, uh, little Carmine have a thing going on, don't they? Uh, I, I mean, of course, it's probably more realistic as far as a TV show is concerned, because obviously there's not constantly people just, ah, shooting this person, shooting that person. It's a lot of maneuvering and uh, politicking behind the scenes, you know, giving away uh, dishwashers or no, uh, washing machines and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
it's it's kind of boring almost. <laughs> yeah, except well, I mean, the sinking boat thing is yes. kind of fun. I mean, yeah. it's a good way to wrap up the scene of him like this is me, this is me maneuvering, and then just a, a kind of a fuck you to remind uh, of you know the other side of the conflict. There, I will say, I'm surprised that uh, Tony Egg didn't end up with uh, Whirlpool for himself there in the <laughs> final scene, but maybe that's next episode. Uh, then we have a comical moment because. Uh, that's always great. When we go to Soprano's house, you know, there's going to be some hijinks that are ensuing. And I do kind of like this connection here because, what, Hugo? That's Carmilla's father's name? Hugh. Or Hugh, Hugh. yeah. Because he did, you know, last time we saw him, he's fixing a door. And he's even mm-hmm. saying, like, oh, if you had a man around the house, I wouldn't have to do this. And here we go. Now he's fixing shingles or something on the roof. AJ's playing his drums. And uh, Hugh takes a good old dive off the roof in comical fashion. But he's okay. He falls in some uh, some bushes. Well, the way they shot this of, like, him, like, leaning over the top of the house and hammering in, it, like, you immediately know he's going to fall. And I did <laughs> think, oh, this is how they kill him. Because, <laughs> because, like, why not? Because it's the Sopranos and things happen in the most unexpected ways. Um, but no, he, like you said, he's actually fine. In fact, he doesn't have any uh, bruises or anything rest of the episode, <laughs> as far as I remember. Yeah, and then we have uh, Carmilla's insufferable mother. Uh, I guess they're in the emergency room, and she's saying, like, you know, uh, please, God, let me die first. Um, <laughs> and then the, it's like another kind of comical fashion. There's this man who's having... <laughs> extreme chest pains like as they're having this conversation about the birthday party and what are they going to do and should tony come or not and this guy's really in pain uh this is the american healthcare system jacob yeah i wouldn't know uh but uh yeah so <laughs> i mean she's like let me die first and also like ah you're so lucky that you don't have to deal with you know loving someone so much that you want to die first like or whatever (laughs) yeah and yeah this is where uh, she starts she does start planting her seeds like oh you know this is probably better for your since you're in this uh separation potential divorce no longer with tony wouldn't it be weird if he was at the party wouldn't it be better for everyone if he's just not there and we see that there's uh this is for nefarious purposes later on in the episode Mm -hmm. and um First, I was like, yeah, it would be kind of weird if he was there. But then as I see more of the plans of the party, I'm one like, I think Tony Egg is like, what should I bring Hugh? And I'm like, yeah. oh, it's like a, like a real event, like a big event. Then it's like, yeah, you know what? It would be weird if he wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. And then we have uh, Johnny Sack. Now, what's interesting to me here is that we have this stuff going on with Johnny Sack and Lil Carmine. They're kind of battling for New York. We see Johnny's got a new Maserati. Tony makes a comment. It's like you're you're spending like you're already on the throne. Uh, he says, "I don't know. I had a good year." And there's this whole thing with the uh, with Jersey and the Sopranos. Tony wants them to stay out of it, but isn't it kind of not? Isn't he kind of not staying out of it since he like hangs out with Johnny and stuff like that? And the fact that they had a sit down with Johnny. I mean, I guess to be fair, that was with someone in Johnny's crew. So maybe he's not fully recognizing him as boss. This is just business. But it almost feels like they're not really neutral. Yeah. Um, I would say that he wants to be friendly with everyone, but it's an argument that falls a bit weak because we haven't seen him hang out with Lil Carmine. Yeah. But then we also haven't seen Lil Carmine, I feel, in a bunch of episodes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, 
Yeah, so you got this new Maserati. Kind of takes Tony for a ride. Uh, he makes Very- a face when Tony sits down. I'm sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was just going to say about, I didn't, uh, so Johnny makes a face, you mean? I, I, like, I felt like he was, like, annoyed because Tony's so big, and the way he gets in the car, he, like, makes a face at him. I'm probably reading a lot into nothing. He does make a comment uh, after about how Ginny's knees, like, it's hard for her to get in the car as well because it's so low. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that, that made me laugh. I'm <laughs> just rewatching it now. Hmm. Yeah, okay, he, he does make a slight face, <laughs> but I, I got more laughs out of Tony's, uh, Tony's face you know, just moments after that, because Tony's like, because he had difficulty getting into the car, and he's like, so how does uh, Ginny like it? Yeah. That's her name, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, yeah, she loves it, but she hasn't ridden with me yet, uh, <laughs> because uh, got that bum knee, and then look on Tony's face, is like him trying so hard not to <laughs> smile. Uh, it's great. Oh, and, and yeah, they do bring up here about Phil, and how... Uh, there is kind of some fallout to what Tony did when he chased him down for his money and caused him to crash his car. Uh, yeah. And he needs to, you know, as Johnny says, I sided with you on that. And he needs to kind of show that he's with his guys and he's going to make it right. And this is where we learn that uh, Angie Bumpincero, Big Pussy's wife, is uh, now running his body shop. Yes, and we also see Salvitro yeah. <laughs> still doing the landscaping uh, or whatever you call it there because it's such a huge yard. I imagine he hasn't left since we last saw him there. <laughs> yeah, I do like just the quick kind of uh, just the, the, the quick acknowledgement that, yes, this uh, poor man is still being taken advantage of by this guy. Well, by these by these men uh, and plus he's got a new Maserati. Uh, we, when we see Tony in the next scene when he's at... Uh, when he goes to the body shop, we do see that he's with a bodyguard, like this big guy now. That That is actually uh, Tony Saragusa. He's an NFL player. Um, oh. what, did he, what did he play? He played for the Colts and the Ravens. So just shouting that out. Sopranos likes to drop people like that just in kind of random, uh, random scenes like that, little cameos. That's fun. So I, I'm guessing he was doing that at the time, and he kind of liked the Sopranos or whatever? Uh, no, he was actually retired. But Well, I guess he would retire oh, okay. in 2001. But yeah, I mean, he was famous enough. He's also like a commentator and stuff. So yeah, I'm sure he's just a big fan of Sopranos. So it's like, hey, come on in. You're a big motherfucker. <laughs> you can be a yes. bodyguard. You'll do. And uh, he says to keep the costs in line, that'd be good. And she's like, uh, okay, Um and they do some exposition of like, ever since that phone call, what yeah. we had, uh, wasn't it great? I let you take over this. And, and she, they, yeah, they do some exposition at each other, basically. Uh, Sopranos does love hand waving a lot of that stuff away, which is kind of, kind of good because we don't need to spend time. We don't need to have like in episode four, there's a scene where Angie calls Tony and we see the setup. It's a little kind of like, hey, we know what we're doing, and we're explaining this real fast. Uh, here you go. And, I mean, obviously the way Tony's talking as well is like, uh, I'm not going to be paying you anything. You, uh, you'll be paying for this. Yeah. I, I mean, I suppose. Uh, I, I I mean, she. what I thought was happening was he would pay for, like, the some of the fixes, but then I'm like, am I an idiot? Like, Tony doesn't pay for anything unless he has a reason to like he he doesn't even pay Artie at his restaurant he just you know has a tab forever yeah. you know well and especially because like later on he's kind of happy that she's kind of being put through the ringer here so I, yes. I wouldn't think that he'd be happy I mean 
I wouldn't think no, he'd be I, happy I if he's paying for the new seat. Yeah, no, I, I just meant I thought he was paying the basic stuff, yeah. and then because that's what he's saying here, like I will pay for the basic stuff, yeah, and keep the cost in line. And then because he said that, then anything beyond that would be on her. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But either way, I mean, he's probably not going to pay yeah. for anything. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, um, I set you up here. This is part of the deal. I do whatever I want, uh, yes. and you just like it. So Carmilla shows up at uh, Tony's house, I guess we should start calling it. Um, and Tony's a great host, offers her a drink and a seat and everything. Uh, she doesn't want a drink. Um, and she explains, hey, remember about that uh, birthday party that's uh, coming up and that we talked about last summer because they've been planning it for a while? Um, you're not invited and he mm. goes well cool i wasn't gonna go anyway yeah i decided right away when we broke up <laughs> i wasn't coming <laughs> even I though i didn't remember the party yeah, at first <laughs> i love the i love that line you know well i actually decided right like the first thing he thought about when they broke up was like well looks like i'm not going to uh hugh's uh 75th birthday coming up soon yep. Uh, and I mean, it should be pointed out that his, you know, his house is in shambles, like at least as far as it's a big mess, a lot of fast food. And I think there's whipped cream container on the, on the table. You know, it's clear how he is without a lady around. He does mention something about how he has a cleaner, but she's sick. Uh, and I think Carmilla has a crack, like you should hire a new one. Uh, and I mean, it is kind of like, I get where Tony's, I mean, it's, it's hurtful. He, you know, he can't come to the party. Are you serious? Yeah, and he, you know, acts like it's no big deal, but he, he he goes to get the money and she well, just to contribute, which would be such a I don't know, a weird thing to be uninvited and then like Carmilla has to take the money. So I, I can see what he's kind of doing there. Um but then she doesn't want it. She says, I'd rather have you see your therapist again, which she is doing, but she yeah. doesn't know because you're not close anymore. So stop giving me shit, Carmilla. Yeah. So I uh, I kind of get his reaction of like, you should see a therapist, even if he yeah. he goes from being such so calm and courteous to like a total flip. Uh, it makes absolute sense. <laughs> and then he even says, well, yeah, well, maybe you should go see a therapist. Oh, well, no, I think you should go see a therapist and I'm not the only one. So also, yeah, insinuating that other people are like, oh, that Carmilla... She should she should be talking to a therapist. And I don't know. I get it. I get why Tony's hurt. You're hurting him like this, Carmela. God damn you. Yeah. Then we have uh, Junior hanging out, eating donuts, watching uh, a movie, Dolce Vita, I think. Yeah, sleep watching. Um, yeah, sleep watching. Because this medication, do. you know, it's like this medication. It's either... You know, he thinks right, but he's tired all the time or else he doesn't know where he is. But then I think um, Bobby makes a comment that he he's maybe not be taking it like he's supposed to. Maybe he's not on his schedule. This medication stuff is fine, but it kind of feels like a real walk back of like the state he was in. Like when he was, you know, wandering the streets, it felt like irreversible. And I get that, you know, this new medication or whatever could have done that, but they knew his mind was messed up before that as well. I would presume they were giving him some type of medication. Um, but uh, yeah, he's basically just been reset. He's, as far as I can tell, he's uh, the same guy he always was. He doesn't even call people uh, Tony Egg anymore. Mm. Uh, and he manages to call and completely coherently ruin the surprise of uh, the birthday. Uh, it's such a perfect junior thing to do. In, yeah. in a weird way, I get his logic, but also it's such a shitty 
<laughs> what a shitty thing to do where he's like, oh, I better call him up and let him know I'm not coming then. Uh, and it's like, and, and I, but I also like that Hugh kind of enjoys it because he yeah. even uses his line later on, like, ah, we're old enough. Who needs more surprises at our age? <laughs> he's just uh, delighted that there's a party, which I yeah. think, uh, like, he's really uh, endearing in this episode. Yeah, in I agree. Um, but uh, yeah, so it is a very junior thing to do. And I wonder if it's like some of its resentment at not being able to go and have a party or if it's just like I just wanted to ruin the surprise. Like, I don't know exactly what the motivation is, but like you said, it's so totally him. Yeah, I think it's a little of that, but I think there is this weird logic to him, uh, to what he's doing. But it's such a shit move. Uh, there's definitely, uh, there's definitely a FOMO aspect, uh, to it, if I could use a modern day term. Uh, but I like it. It's a per, and it, it's, it's such a, in the show Sopranos, and it's, this is being used as like a dramatic moment in this episode that a, a 75 year old's, uh, surprise party is being ruined for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just Googled FOMO. Uh, okay. Fear, okay, yeah. fear of Good. missing out. It took me a second. I had to remember exactly what it's for. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. So then we have Tony Egg showing up to uh, Tony, and uh, he's got the airbag money. You know, he's he's on the hustle now. He's uh, he's working the grind, but he's uh, he's not happy. He's he's hungry, and Tony tells him to chill out. It's only been like a month, uh, and uh, yeah, fine. Let's talk about what I should get for the birthday party instead. And of course, Tony goes with the old. I decided not to come like he did with Carmilla too yeah now Tony's rationale here I guess I get his point of view it makes sense like okay you know we don't need to jump into you know everything real so quick here but also I don't know is Tony missing what like is Tony missing something here like this because clearly as we see through this episode that the resentment with Tony B as he's we've we saw small hints of it early this season just when he's there with the twins looking at the house now it becomes more and more apparent throughout this episode between him uh having to film the party and you know go get this go get that and he's getting drunk and he's kind of annoyed that everyone's rich and he's not uh, I mean, did Tony not learn his lesson be- with, you know, Richie or these guys that get out of jail that feel like they've missed out on so much and they want a piece of the pie? Yeah, but I, I, I'm siding with Tony on this one, the yeah. non-egg version, because, like, he... I think he's right. If it has been only a month, maybe if he's been like, yeah, call me again in six months. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, and also like you're on probation and everything. And like, let's keep it chill for now. And like new business ventures are not going to appear just because you've appeared. I found this for you as a thing to do. Yeah. And maybe I'll need you to do something bigger in a couple of weeks, but you just got to stick around now. Don't go, uh, don't go freelancing or nothing. Yeah, but so is Tony. But the early season, the early season five version of Tony was very much like, "This is my brother who went over the hill, and I feel so guilty." Uh, but is it just? It, was it more the fact that Tony B was saying no previously, and now it's like, "Oh, now he's in the fold. I don't have to worry about it anymore. I've done my due diligence here. I've taken care of him." Um, I think. Uh... I, f- I feel like similar conversations have happened with almost everyone in the crew. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Uh, 
especially um, our good friend Christopher, who's always been about like, why am I not doing this? Why am I not doing that? And Tony Egg is doing it in the most civilized way, which is the only way he should be doing it. Uh, I think to Tony, it doesn't raise any red flags. And I think he would be correct uh, if not for the party and the, you know, additional frustration that's laid upon Tony Egg there. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. Then we have um, we have Phil going to pick up his uh, his car, uh, and he meets with, um, I guess, what's Big Pussy's brother, and he kind of has a comment, like, what happened with all that? I, I do like that it's kind of understood now, uh, at least amongst the Bump and Saros here, that... Yeah, you know, he sleeps with the fishes, uh, or at the very least, I mean, even if you believe the cover story that he went away to witness protection, they kind of are, like, marked uh, by, you know, just because they have a re- they had a relationship with him. They have this weird uh, scarlet letter just because they used to, be, or their family was a rat, if you will. Yeah, and uh, they're not happy with the car. Uh, and and this time maybe it feels half justified because they were told to keep expenses in line and everything. So maybe they did do like the cheapest possible version. Uh, they, they storm out basically. Well, yeah. What the new paint's not as brilliant. <laughs> uh, the seat the seats off kilter, and of course his uh, his buddy there or um, shoot, I forget the dude's name here. Joey Peeps. Yeah, Joey Peeps. And Joey Peep's like, yeah, yeah, something's off. Like, he sits and he like kind of plays it up a little bit. Like, yeah, no, you're right. It's off kilter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we move to a nice uh, dinner at the Soprano house where we find out Hugh just can't, like, as far as Junior can't keep a secret, Hugh definitely can't keep a secret um, because it comes out that he's aware and he's, like, grinning about the whole thing and he's really excited that there's going to be a party and he wants to know who's coming and he assumes, of course, Tony's coming. Uh, but no, Tony's not coming and he basically storms off. Oh, does he storm? Maybe he, he storms on that. He does storm, but, I mean, I think we got to count Tony's storm outs. Even, we may have yeah. counted a meadow storm out once. But he does, he, he, I mean, is. technically, he fully, they're having dinner. He gets up and storms off and even says, like, I don't even care about the party anymore. Yeah, it's kind of adorable. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting, though, too, because I do feel like he does come off as endearing in this episode, but there are definitely these little, I mean, especially in 2019, this, like, patriarchal thought that he has about, the way it's still Tony's house and it's kind of sad. Like he obviously he loves Carmela, but like even later in the, when the party, when she kind of gives a nice speech and he starts to turn around and be like, thank you for having us in your house, Tony. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I kind of, I mean, obviously it's, it was true then this, I think they were definitely going for it. They, they were kind of laying this out with this character. Cause even his comment in the previous episode was if you had a man around the house, uh, but it's, it is kind of a bum out the way he, doesn't fully respect Carmilla in a weird way. Yeah, which uh, gives extra context to the scene where Carmilla's all sad in bed and he's, you know, fixing the door to the closet or whatever and just walks out when she needs some sympathy because she's talking about how she's, like, marked as something negative for having associated with Tony. And I kind of read it as, like, oh, yeah, so he kind of agrees. That's why he doesn't say anything. But he fucking loves Tony now, so... uh, I don't know why he didn't just go, Tony's great. Oh, I love his sausages because he's so excited about Tony now. Yeah, and we do this when we first hear about Dr. Figoli. Um, 
and how what he's you know he's this cultured guy and they travel and i guess he knew him in the war they were in the army or military together something or other we just hear about some of uh hugh's friends that are gonna be at the party more specifically dr fragoli becomes important and i think aj has a crack like what dr fagoli or something like that because aj that's all aj does now because i think even the last scene he was in when he was calling the advisor a homo (laughs) I don't even think this one was intentional, though. I thought he was actually genuinely thought that's what he said. Yeah, okay, yeah, you might be right. Um, Um. And and then, yeah, the next scene we have Angie, uh, yeah, after he storms out, Tony gets a call from Angie. She's dealing with issues with Phil, uh, and Tony's kind of like, oh, you know, it's your business, you handle it. And then when he hangs up, he does have, like, a sly grin. Um, It is kind of like... It's so vindictive that he has to blame. Like Angie didn't do anything wrong. Like it's not her fault that what what Big Pussy did, but you know that's that's the that's the mafia life for you. Yeah, and he, I guess he kind of feels like, well, you you took on the body shop, like you wanted it. And now you this is what Pussy would have had to deal with as well, because I wouldn't be paying him for the <laughs> stuff either. Um, but he does call uh, Tony Egg, who is having sex with a woman. This is a different woman than he was engaged to right i think it might be the same same lady but i'm not sure yeah it could could be we should probably know that i just assumed because they had that big fight but then again ah people have big fights all the time yeah um so he tells tony egg to go and have a look whenever you know they're they're handing over the car to make sure things don't get too out of hand. And then he just kind of has a chat about yeah. going to get ice cream. And Tony, like another one of these calls that people just have to deal with because Tony's the boss. Oh, it's so funny because he's like, yeah, you know, thinking about heading over and get a Sunday. And he's like, okay. And I love his reaction, the way he's like kind of shaking his head like, all right, you know, you deserve it. And then Tony says something like, hot summer night. <laughs> nice cold sunday <laughs> he really is just kind of a lonely man uh yeah. it, i mean hey it's like they say it's lonely at the top yeah absolutely and uh tony's not at the top but he's not lonely either because he's got friends on all sides uh tony egg that is next scene is uh him basically being wooed by a carmine's little carmine side of things to get him to murder people in new york uh which as uh he points out tony wouldn't want that so of course he's not gonna do that right yeah yeah one of them is frankie valley uh he's playing rusty he's like the main guy talking uh who i believe just did celebrate a birthday yesterday happy birthday my dude 85 years old good for you hopefully there was a big party and they played marco polo in the pool um but yeah, yeah. I mean, Tony B makes the right decision here. You know, my cousin says we need to stay out of it. And this is uh, this is a weird calculated move on their end, like pulling someone from Jersey from the Soprano family to do this deed. Uh, and they, they try. I like that they say it's not about the boat, but it's clearly about the boat, right? Yeah, it's about the boat. <laughs> they bring up Lorraine, but Lorraine is was killed months ago at this point, basically. At the at the very least a month. At the very yeah. like depending on how they go time on the show cuz it was in like episode 2 or 3. Uh and they're like, "No, nah, it's not about the boat. It's about Lorraine. Imagine killing a woman. Uh somebody's got to go." And yeah, at least at this point Tony B makes the right decision, but if you know TV and you know stories, it's like, well, this is a little too early to be making a decision like that. Maybe something might change. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, very true. Uh, so what do we have after that? It would be uh, Carmilla reinviting Tony after the whole debacle at dinner. And this is uh, obviously a thing that to- Tony can relish in a bit. Where now it's like, ah, I got plans. I'm going to go fishing with Syl. And he kind of has to make it hurt a little bit for Carmela, where she has to basically beg him to go to the party. Uh, and, you know, the, the all thanks to uh, poor Carmela getting manipulated by both of her parents, first her mother and now her father is having this tantrum because he wants <laughs> Tony to be at the party. Yes. And as you said, a lot of this episode feels like just hanging out in the Sopranos' backyard. And we are now about 25 minutes into the episode. That's including the intro and everything. And almost all of the rest of it is this party. So, like, half the episode is basically the party in a sort of Game of Thrones-ish big battle happening at the later half of the episode kind of thing. Uh, It's a whole big continuous thing going on um and starting with all the preparations that carmel is very stressed about tony egg shows up with his kids to <laughs> help in quotation marks yeah. and they immediately like throw a chair in the pool and <laughs> he's just making a drink for himself and then he leaves uh all great stuff uh uh, Meadow shows up to make a cake, even though they already have a huge fucking cake, uh, basically just getting in the way. I mean, being Carmelo must be a nightmare at this point. Yeah, it's so great, the cut, because it's like, hey, you know, I got the kids this weekend. I figured, I, I know you're swamped. I figured we'd show up and help out. And then it just cuts to him having to pull the chair out of the pool. And they're like, it's a beach chair. It should be able to go in the pool. It's like, you want to get smart with me? And then, yeah, he's like, oh, what can I? I mean, in a weird way, I believe him at first when he's like what can i help with but then he wants to make her a drink <laughs> he's pouring whiskey like oh yeah what, what how about i make a mean drink you want something right now she's pulling shit out of the oven yeah meadow and finn show up and add a little bit more chaos oh it also aj comes down with what a letter from school or something or other um the uh, it's a little awkward at first when they have tony b staring at meadow because yeah, it almost is like, wait, is this a weird sexual thing? But then they do have to have Meadow like address it because she picks up that he's thinking about his daughter. Because uh, yeah. yeah, once again, it's the whole thing with Tony B being around Tony S. He's just constantly reminded of all the things he doesn't have, uh, and basically we're thrown away from his life because he had to go to prison for twenty years. Yeah, not only that, but uh, his daughter, as we find out, I think later or maybe here, yeah. Uh, lived with them as well until she was like 12 yeah. apparently yeah uh, yeah that was in this scene i don't know where she is now but uh neither does anyone in the show i suppose so that's fine yeah i mean it definitely like i mean i haven't been to a family party like this in a long time but watching this episode it does remind me of being when i was a kid and you go to when i went to like my grandmother's house and like everyone's there and i do kind of miss that a bit and i, I do feel like yeah. they kind of nailed that that feeling of like when all, like the few times when like the huge extended family would all get together and just have a bash, but that would also mean the weird little family dynamics uh, on the negative side. Like this person's jealous of this person, or you know they have a beef from years ago at one party when they kind of got into a fight uh, by the grill or whatever, like that type of shit. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, Tony does drive off, and I wonder if he got the call before showing up or, like, in the middle of being there he got a call about the car thing going down or if he knew beforehand. But anyway, he goes to, uh, you know, 
watch the handover of the car again, um, but it's not accepted, even though he's there being very reasonable, saying the seat's fine and all. No, we, we need a new seat for this one. Which is kind of like, yeah, I guess he wants a new seat, but is he just doing this for malicious reasons? Like, the seat is clearly fine, so he just wants to fuck with them? Kinda, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's just... Uh, we. We don't know Phil super well. Uh, we've just seen him here and there. But, I mean, all these Goombas, like even though Johnny Sack bought a Maserati and what he said, it's like a $100,000 car or something, like he'll buy a $100,000 car and then they'll like squabble over 500 bucks or something. That's the way they all are. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> so it's just kind of another, just another version of that. And yes, this is just a, a way to fuck with them and then kind of get something out of it because at the very least you're getting an upgraded le- leather seat for your car. It's like, haha, I'm coming out on a, on the, on the end, on the good end here. You know, that's cause he, what he had to give Tony 40 grand. That's two grand of my 40 back to me, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And is this yeah. a, is this also an example of like, I mean, I guess it doesn't really spell it out in the episode, but you know, Tony B's kind of ineffectual here. Like he what, he doesn't really make a big difference, and it is mm-hmm. kind of like mindless, busy work in a weird way. It's not huge responsibility, and he's not really affecting anything. So is this kind of coming into play where he's looking at his station in the world? It's mm. a good question. I I didn't see it as that. Uh, and I feel like the show doesn't necessarily like it doesn't show this as being one of the things that's annoying to him. Yeah. Um, and even when he, I mean, he talks to Tony, right, about it. And Tony's just kind of like, ah, <laughs> that would be horrible if, uh, you know, she'd had to have to deal with that. <laughs> uh, I don't remember his reaction and such, but uh, uh, I don't know. I think he's happy to do anything uh, yeah. that's mob related, basically. <laughs> So yeah, they're gonna get they're they're about to get hosed on a two grand factory seat. Uh, then we go back to the party now. Doctor Fagoli's there, and what he's allergic to tomatoes. And they're, they they start talking about, um, I guess, the divide between like northern cooking and southern cooking. I don't really know the ins and outs of that. I guess it sounds like southern Italian cooking is more what we dumb Americans think of, like pasta sauce and all that shit. And maybe mm. it's more seafood dishes and other things for the northern, you know, elites. Because they do, uh, later on, Carmela says something about your Gavone son-in-law. And I was looking at people discussing the word Gavone. It's kind of like a, um, it's either a greenhorn, someone just off the boat, uh, or they, they describe it as like a goofball, a doofus. Someone you have to go out and start your car for you while you uh, wait a safe distance away. I don't know what that means. Uh, Southerners are different from northern uh, from Northerners, and they are different from Sicilians. Many consider Sicilians to be Southern, but their differences. The Italian spoken in each region is similar, but some places it is almost unintelligible to other areas. Um, northern Italians are lighter, uh, with their hair and skin considered more erudite. Northern cooking is lighter and has less heavy ingredients, less uh, and less seafood. Lots of polenta in those regions. Southerners are darker and considered more passionate and working class. And food is more what pe- basic people consider Italian. Huh. Hmm. Well, yeah, I was thinking uh, surely the northern people can't have more seafood because, like, it's a boot, right? So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> so, like, what I was the, thinking. The yeah. water is down south. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Okay. It's interesting. It seems like it's in line with. Uh, 
what's his face? Your your man who uh, who Carmelo had a crush on. He was talking a lot about the Nepalese and and the Northerners and their you know highfalutin ideas and everything. Oh, Furio! You talking about Furio? Yeah, Fur- Furio. Yes. Uh, I will make a mention. The Soprano session points this out. This is this is the last episode written by Michael Imperioli, and I guess. I mean, this isn't really a spoiler, but it's one of the last times they they kind of focus on the uh, Italian American struggle. Like they, I guess they don't really get into it that much in future episodes. Uh, okay. I guess I don't know if people love that angle that they take. A lot of people do consider the Christopher Columbus episode one of the worst episodes they've made. So mm, <laughs> I guess yeah. that's a farewell to that. Uh, but it is yeah. great that at least at the very end, even if we have this discussion where they're talking about, you know, the cultured Italians or not. We At least we have a shot of Tony with sausages around his neck, swinging them around <laughs> in classic Italian style. <laughs> oh, that's great. Addy's wearing shorts uh, yes. as well. It's brilliant. Uh, yeah, no, but uh, how can you see that and not love Tony? Like, if I didn't know him and he was showing up like, who's ready for some sausages? <laughs> and, like, swinging him around and grilling shit up. I'm like, I'm ready for sausages. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I guess that that is the other thing, like talking about kind of almost getting where uh, how Carmela is kind of reconsider, maybe not reconsidering her whole relationship for Tony, but at least seeing the Tony she loved. Because, yeah, yeah, I'm seeing that, too. You're like, oh, this Tony really uh, you get why Hugh wants him at the party. He is great to have at the cookout. He's swinging the sausages around. He looks like he runs a mean grill. I mean, he is making dad jokes and stuff, and Carmela's mother's embarrassed, and Dr. Figoli is kind of being a pretentious douche. But uh, Tony's what a lovable dude here. Yes, and we get into the speech that Carmela gives that you mentioned, and uh, what comes after as well, him thanking Tony, and then, ah, time to open these presents. And Tony's like, hey, start with this one. And it's a Beretta, a gun. A yeah. rifle that he really is super excited about. Again, very adorable stuff from him here. And Tony's really happy that he got it. Carmilla, again, later is also happy. Like, you made my father's year, she says. So, uh, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's really charming. He's really holding it down. Hosts a great party. But even though Hugh has to thank him for... Thanks for having us in your home, not Carmilla's home. Uh, and yeah, he has a sweet moment with his wife. Yeah, he gets this nice gift. But then, of course... Uh, it might not be immediately after. Oh, actually, before we get to Dr. Fagoli, I love uh, Tony B filming Tony's gut, uh, Tony Soprano's gut, and filming Carmelo's ass as she's bent over. <laughs> Just little passive-aggressive moves he can kind of <laughs> kind of throw in there. Uh, yeah. And then, yes, Dr. Fagoli makes a comment like, oh, you know, Beretta, they would never send good stuff over. Uh, like, just a, what a shitty thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's uh, like... It's not even like Tony's, like, he doesn't get mad or anything. He just kind of walks off. And then, uh, I I don't know. It's hard to read Hugh, his reaction. I don't think he's like, oh, it's a shitty gun now. But, like, he sees, partially sees the effect it has on Tony and whatever. And it, it dampens the mood a whole lot. And you, you really get to see, like, yeah, uh, this makes sense that uh, Carmela's mother likes this guy because she's also not a likable person to have yeah. around at the party. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, kind of the next time we see you later, he is all trashed. So it oh, kind of yeah. does set up that like, you know, he does, I guess, respect this Dr. Fagoli, but he's also, you know, he's upset. I mean, he holds 
Tony in high regard. He does respect his house and him, and he knows it's a shitty thing that happens. But we get a nice moment with um, Tony and Carm by the grill. They share a beer. They they both share a beer, or they both have a beer together, and it is kind of like old times. Uh, and then we have the clip that we heard at the top of the episode, Tony B and Meadow discussing the, the penal system and kind of what Meadow's been studying over in Harlem, trying to uh, help people that are disenfranchised or in poverty and don't have the means to properly defend themselves. And it's great irony because her dad's a mob boss. Then he gets to have sweet daddy-daughter moments, rubbing it in poor Tony B's face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one feels like almost more of a cause than any of the rest, even the stealing stuff that his uh, kid does later yeah. to like drive him towards like, hey, I want my own thing. If, if I can't have my own daughter, I want my own thing. Um, so, yeah, like you said, Hugh's really trashed. Tony B was oh, like, what am I, I, a fucking slave when he runs off? I do want to point out too quickly um, – in a nice, like, visual version of, like, everything we're seeing with Tony B and Tony S here. Because um, after Meadow leaves, Tony tosses a cigar at him. It's kind of like a shitty way to do it. But then also Tony lights his cigar with, like, kind of a nice Zippo. And then uh, Tony B just has this, like, fucking shitty plastic uh, whatever the fuck lighter. Uh, so it's, it's quite just a quick little visual kind of representation of their differences as well. Oh, well, I was looking at that one, at the lighter, and I, I just thought it was some weird futuristic thing because of the way the flame was coming out. It didn't look like the way it usually looks. It, it yeah. looked more like a, I don't know, what did it look like? It just, I, yeah, it does. It looks almost like a torch, kind of. But it looked it, to yeah. me, it just looked outwardly shittier in comparison to oh, what yeah. what Tony had. I was just like, ah, oh, this must be a special cigar lighter that I wouldn't know about. Oh, and then there is, uh, I think Carmilla calls Tony over, very similar to how she was, like, waving over Charmaine way back in season one. And then Tony B even has, like, a Jesus fucking Christ, my fucking slave, or whatever he says. And so Tony can give a nice, oh! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And once they get him into the car, uh, Carmilla gets to overhear her mother apologizing to the good doctor about everything. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry even though obviously it should be the other way around. And Carmilla, I can't talk. Carmilla really gives out to her mother about this. It's a really nice, satisfying argument <laughs> ensuing here. Yeah, yeah, because she, yeah, her mom calls out, you know, spinning the sausages, off-colored jokes. Uh, yeah, the fact that she had to apologize when it just looked like a really fun party. And who's those? Who's these, these lame stiffs ruining the party for everyone? Uh, and then, yeah, you know, oh, she made a comment when Meadow was born, like, oh, she's so dark. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, yeah, she wants to be a cultured Italian. She's a, I, yeah, I always heard about these self-loathing Italians, never thought my mother would be one of them. Uh, and then we have, then we cut to what, they're playing the titular Marco Polo game. Mm-hmm. And Artie's always great. Fish out of water tone, you're it. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's not it though. He doesn't play by the rules. And they, uh, Tony and AJ, throw Carmilla in the water. And I was still, for me, it was up in the air whether she would accept this or not. You know, yeah. like it, it because she just had this big fight. And of course, she like uh, rants about it a little bit. But then she's like <laughs> uh, grudgingly like Marco, <laughs> and that's and joins in the fun. It's such a great moment, and her yeah, her delivery is really great. 
where it just kind of resigns herself to it. Like, all right, uh, yes. Marco. Now they're all because like, it is funny how she's all pissed off. She's calling them idiots or whatever. And then uh, Artie <laughs> comes up behind her and tags her, <laughs> tags her it for uh, Marco Polo. Uh, yeah, nice family moment. Everyone's having fun now. Yes, and in contrast, we cut to Tony B's home where he's putting the kids to bed, and um, yeah, they, they he uh, one of his kids, I don't know their name, stole a bunch of pins, but it's all right because it was from the back of the closet, Jim, so it's fine. Yeah, they were from like the '97 Olympics, so so we learned that AJ went to the Olympics because his dad's rich and powerful, and he doesn't. Even, but it's a thing that he doesn't care about. It was just kind of, yeah, it it does make sense what he says that it's all right to steal because it's in the back of the closet because to AJ, he's got so much cool shit. It doesn't matter at all to him. And then, yeah, they really lay it on thick where it's like, I want to, I never want to leave his house. I want to live in his house. Yeah. And uh, yeah, basically that's. I never want to go back here or whatever. And he, he grabs both the Game Boys, which must be so unfair if you're the other brother. Like, uh, can you imagine? Yep. Uh, so annoying. Your idiot brother goes and does something and you get your Game Boy taken away. Can't even imagine. Yeah, you're in trouble because you didn't stop him. <laughs> oh, yeah. You didn't oh, stop God. him from doing it. Um, speaking of doing it, um, we have Tony and Carmilla, last ones in the pool, um, which doesn't seem like them, to be honest. It seems like, you know, one of the kids maybe, but, uh, I think they all rushed off to have sex, basically, all the, all the youngins, so, uh, and which they do comment on as well, AJ, uh, <laughs> getting it on, a disturbing thought, um, for them, and, um, yeah, then they do the same thing. Yeah, and Artie's passed out by the pool with his, uh, his towel, <laughs> towel wrapped around his head for his bald his head. His no hair head, yeah. And then, yeah, yep. Tony, Tony starts kind of, um, you know, starts making a move. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, Carmilla kind of fights him off a little bit. Well, not fight him, but, you know, kind of, you know, tries to refuse. But this is like the Tony of old. This is, you know, Tony wants her. And that's the feeling she always wanted, That you know, that that he would want her and not all these floozies that he's mm-hmm. uh, getting it on with all the time. Um, yeah. Now, so what's your read on this as far as for the Tony Carmilla situation? Uh, does this change things? Is this just a you know one night in heaven because the things the stars aligned at this party? Or uh, I don't think it changes things, but I guess we'll see. I, yeah. I didn't really get that impression at all. Yeah. Um, like maybe they'll get along a little bit better but as far as him moving in like it's not like he's ever gonna stop having sex with other women and she knows that so mm, not really and it is interesting like um this is this this season at least up to this point it's probably like the less we've seen of tony you know fucking around with chicks right Yes, that's true. And then now and that even he, when he, yeah. even when he was doing that with uh, Valentina, he was like distracted by a picture of a dog or something, right? Oh, that's he was right. Yeah, the old lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, we've seen Valentina a few times. It's just kind of, I guess, nice reminders that he's still with her. Um, but otherwise, yeah, he's not. I mean, I guess there was the Adriana stuff that could have went somewhere, but it didn't. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's all about the thrill for Tony and maybe it's not as thrilling now that he's separated and we get a comical cut to, uh, Artie waking up in the morning by the pool. Uh, then we have Tony B fucking just stewing in the morning 
you know, yep. <laughs> doing on the night before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he makes a call, uh, says he's in. And I, I was like, oh, yeah, he's... I was thinking, like, yeah, he was kind of drunk. Of course he's upset. And maybe that's why he decides. But then, like, this is the morning. This is a hungover decision. Yeah. Um, but he does follow through with it. I got to give him that. Uh, and then I, I was totally waiting for them to the reveal because the quick thing in between is um, they wake up. Uh, Tony, well, Tony wakes up. And, then, you know, you wait for the cliche, like, that Carmilla's pretending she's asleep. I still think yeah. she's pretending she's asleep. Yeah, I feel like maybe that was a choice made in editing. editing. Like, I yeah. feel like she did open her eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and so, then uh, Brothel and yeah. Joey's there getting his uh, collections. And, uh, you know, he, he spots his uh, uh, favorite one walking out, or one of his favorites. Going to give him a ride, uh, give her a ride. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they, they head out. And... Um, you know what? I, I, I've always said, like, oh, so much respect for, for Tony Egg. Like, he's such a calm, collected guy. Not only is it a bad decision to do this, but the way he does it is not super impressive either, you yeah. know? I do love the shot of his reflection in the window when they roll the window down and you can see Tony B's face. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, he kills both of them. So now I guess do we also count Heather the prostitute? I guess we have to count Heather the prostitute, right? Why wouldn't we? Well, because, you know, sometimes we were saying, like, it had to be a character. I guess she did have a scene beforehand. I guess we do see her die, so it counts. Yeah, if you see him die, uh, I think it counts. Like, all the ones where we said we can't count it is, like, they've never been in it, and they're already dead when we see him. This is definitely a kill. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. All right, well, I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit more. I mean, there's not much else to get into. But before that, we do got to throw him up on the old counter there. So we got two up there. Yeah. Let me see here. Yep. Let's do it again. Uh-huh. Ah. There we go. So that's for everyone keeping track is 48 deaths now and 16 stormouts from Tony, which is very specific. And uh, <laughs> I feel like we might not uh, increase that one so much. Well, it's not forward, a. But... It's it's not like a race. It's not a competition. We're just keeping track. So I mean, clearly one's going to be higher than the other. Well, it's kind of a race, uh, and I feel like if he has, maybe there's a montage in the next season. I don't know. Maybe they'll have a chance, but, but yeah, uh, he shoots them both, and um, it's funny because this is the guy he was almost like he told this guy like talk some sense into uh, into him, like yeah. Yeah, let's get this sorted, and he doesn't have any beef with him, and uh, he still doesn't have a problem shooting him in the head, and. Um, that's the thing, I guess, with Tony B. He's very calm and collected. I've described him as a Silvio-type guy. But then again, Silvio will just go crazy over Columbus Day. So I guess we all have our triggers. Well, he also goes crazy over cheese. Leave the fucking yeah, cheese. Cheese fuck. Leave the- <laughs> I love cheese, but I put cheese in my socks when I fuck your mother or whatever the hell he says. He gets crazy yep. over gambling. And then, yeah, uh, he does get his foot run over. He has to limp back to his fucking car and i believe you see like a bum or something walking yep. down the sidewalk so it's it's just kind of out in the open uh not that that's kind of out of the ordinary for the sopranos they do just kind of walk up and shoot people they don't care yeah you see a bum you also see someone else i think oh yeah there's like a woman just walking down the road and then running down the ro- like you see someone who's hurrying away as well so there's more than one person there okay. and and i don't know if the thought is to him 
or whoever that this is going to remain anonymous. But like you said, clearly this is not just about killing this guy. It's about pulling the Sopranos into it because guess what? You now killed someone on their side, so they might start coming after you now uh, if we don't team up. And I don't think if Tony had to choose at this point that he would go with Little Carmine. Or maybe he would because Little Carmine's incompetent, it feels like. Yeah. Um, so maybe that would be great to have in New York. Uh, but now he might have to, uh, you know, it will force his hand one way or another. Yeah, one thing I say, and I don't know if it's just the way the actor looks, but the actor that plays Little Carmine, he really nails, like, the clueless eyes. Like, when you look into his expression, like, he just has the face of a person that doesn't know what they're talking about. And I can't yeah. tell if that's performance uh, or if that's just how he is. But either way, great casting, great work, because he doesn't really have a lot. Like, obviously, we know Johnny Sack way more than we know Little Carmine. But the little the little pieces that we've seen of Little Carmine, besides the obvious him saying dumb things, you just get it from the expression and the way he delivers his lines as well. Yes, and uh, I would be surprised if he ended up on top, though that would be actually a big win for Tony, probably, because then he would most likely be able to influence things in New York more than he does now. And maybe there's actually a positive to helping the new leader come into New York because maybe little Carmine would be kind of a junior leader, you know, a bit of a figurehead. And then he has some people under him who make the right choices. And those people are friends with Tony. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. I do want to call out, We it was early in the episode, but when um, it's Tony B and Angelo when they're sitting down with uh, Rusty and Angelo's like, he does a great Jackie Gleason impression, you know, do it. And they're both cracking up about it. And Rusty's just staring at them. He's like, oh, whatever. Yes. Huh? What is going on? <laughs> yeah. And uh, everyone else is like looking around. Yeah. It's not the venue for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good stuff. So, uh, yeah, like an, a really nice party we were all invited to. What were your thoughts on this episode? What's your thought on the next episode? Send it all to showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. And, of course, you'll find all of our discussions along with, uh, you know, talks about Game of Thrones and all manner of other television shows all at showswhatyouknow.com. Yes, yes. There's just one more detail as well. Ah, what's that, Jim? Cut to black. Cut to black. 